Welcome to the Culture of Leadership. We have conversations that help you develop and become a more confident leader. This is my conversation with Hayley Griffiths. Hayley's a leader who lives and breathes transparency. Transparency is a core value at Buffer, a social media management software company where she's head of communications and content. Hayley's also co-host of Make Work Work, a podcast about career growth, creative work, and striving to be better. What are the benefits of leading with transparency? Ultimately, it creates an environment for open, honest, and genuine conversations. This results in people feeling heard, leading to greater job satisfaction, and a level of engagement that most organizations can only dream of. If leading with transparency is this good, why don't more leaders do it? That's a question you can answer for yourself whilst listening to Haley share how to lead with transparency. This is the Culture of Leadership podcast. I'm Brendan Rogers. Sit back and enjoy my conversation with Haley. Transparency can be extremely overwhelming from a couple of different standpoints. Like it can be overwhelming from the standpoint of you're new. And so take, I just joined Buffer and I'm logging into everything for the first time. And Buffer is very transparent. And you get access to everything all at once. Like we have transparent email systems. We have transparent documents. We share all of our project files, notes for everything. You can see everyone's calendar. So all of a sudden you join this new organization and uh, you have access to absolutely everything. So it can be a little bit overwhelming in the sense of where do I start? How do I dig through what's important to me? What's relevant since all of this is transparent? But transparency can also be overwhelming from if you're the person who has said, I will be transparent, you now have to hold yourself to that line. And it's a lot of work. And I think that people don't always know how much work it is to stay transparent. Like we're very transparent at Buffer. And that does not happen accidentally. That happens because we put resources into that. That happens because we recommit to this. We're transparent. And we like to say this a lot. We're not only transparent when things are good, we're also transparent when things are bad. And then that's where most people will fall off on the transparency is they don't want to share that they've had to go through layoffs, which we shared transparently on our blog. And, you know, it's hard and it's not easy to do. And so that can be really overwhelming too, of like, how am I going to share all of this story, all of the context behind what happened here and why this, this outcome happened. So it can be, I think it can be a lot if you're just full blown all transparency and you don't really have like the resources to help people navigate through that. But yeah, it can definitely be overwhelming. If a person comes into this environment of buffering transparency, what's the sort of person that thrives in an environment of transparency? I think it is, you know, two sides of it. It's someone who is curious and who wants to find information and is just willing to look for that information themselves. Because if you are, you'll find it. If you're looking for something, if you want to know how to get somewhere, you'll figure it out which you know can be quite powerful for people who are self-starters in that way or who know how to dig for information. And I think the other thing too is you have to be someone who is open to that level of transparency because if you are surrounded by people who are being transparent, if you're in this culture of transparency and you're not transparent, it is glaring. It is very obvious because you know one of the things that we do is that you're sharing early and often. You're sharing really regularly throughout your work. And someone who isn't transparent might do all of their work sort of on their own 
and then may make a big reveal at the end that's really surprising to people, maybe in a good way, but maybe in a bad way as well. And that's, you know, the opposite of transparency. Let's jump into the dangers. What dangers do you see with transparency? Um, I mean, I think it depends on the kind of transparency with dangers. I don't really, I haven't really thought of it from a like dangerous standpoint. I think that there's always, we always get privacy concerns There are definitely privacy concerns when it comes to transparency. You know, that's very real. We do everything to stay on the line of defaulting to transparency at Buffer, which is the way that we phrase our value uh, while maintaining like privacy for, for teammates, not putting anyone at risk. Right. You know, I'm not really sure. I think when it comes to dangers specifically, like when you think of dangers, that could be quite serious. Let's call it down one to risks. To risks. I think there's always a risk that your level of transparency, especially our level of transparency at Buffer, is just not everyone's cup of tea. And so you just might not reach everyone. You might actually be excluding people. And some people might say that that's bad, but I think in some cases it's good. It's like we've stood up for who we are and we truly believe in this. And so if you don't agree with us, that's completely fine. You can use another service. You can join a different company. You don't, you know, you don't need to work at Buffer. You don't need to use Buffer as a tool. But I think that's definitely a risk. One of them in particular is that we got a lot as people said, oh, well, if you share all of your team's salaries online, which we do, anyone can see the salary of someone who works at Buffer, you're going to lose your employees very evil, you know, very easily because another company could just come up and poach them and say, I'm going to offer them an extra $10,000 or $20,000 and poach that teammate away from you. And, you know, we haven't actually seen that. We haven't seen that as a, you know, because we're offering more than just the compensation. We're offering a full benefits package. Buffer is an incredible company. We have a really strong vision and we have a really great leadership. And so that's a a different style of place to work. You can't just add an extra $10,000 and get the same experience elsewhere. But that's a risk that I think a lot of people think they see with transparency. How much money would it take for you to move? (laughs) It would take a lot of money. (laughs) I think think it would take a lot of money because Buffer is so phenomenal. Like It's just such an incredibly special place to work. I don't even know if there is an amount, you know, we also have a four day work week. So what's the price of me working a fifth day a week, right? Like that, that time, you can't take that time back. Yeah. Well said. It's a bit of a short term motivator too, I think financial reward, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you know, you see a lot of research that says that after a certain amount of money, your happiness isn't going to increase, right? Your happiness will stay the same and maybe just you'll spend more of it on different things. Whether or not you need those things is probably personal opinion, Right. So I also think I'm like, well, I don't want my lifestyle to change that much. I'm very happy as is. Being a leader in Buffer and therefore a transparent leader and embracing transparency, what's been the biggest challenge for you in embracing that sort of environment as a leader? Yeah, I think it's always difficult owning up to mistakes in general as a leader, as anyone and doing it in an environment where everyone is seeing that you made a mistake and that you're now owning up to this mistake and saying yes this is on me can be very difficult and it can it you know it cannot feel fun to know how many people are in a certain channel where you're posting something or where you're doing something but ultimately i do think it makes us better but that's that's one of them that's definitely challenging what have you found that people coming into the environment into buffer have most been challenged with For example, you've mentioned a number of things that Buffer is transparent about that probably other companies would not even consider at this point in time. Is there any patterns about about things that people find most challenging in the environment around transparency? 
I honestly think that it, it can be flow of information. Like I really think that that's one It's flow of information, trying to find the right information, understanding how to share information transparently. If you are used to a workplace, if you're used to a culture of keeping secrets, it can be really difficult to adjust to sharing progress on your work, right? That might not come naturally. And maybe you weren't rewarded for that in the past. And in fact, it was the opposite. It was like, don't tell me anything until you're done the project. Just do your work and be heads down. Whereas we're, you know, trying to be a little bit more iterative, trying to share more frequent updates. So that can definitely be challenging. I think that there, there is something about your work being seen by everyone at the company. A lot of people chime in with thoughts and opinions. You know, we have a great culture of feedback within Buffer as well. And so I can imagine that that can be challenging. But ultimately, we do screen for this in our interview process. We are looking for people who have examples of either really loving transparency and, and being able to demonstrate that, being having good examples of like transparency being worked into their their work and a number of other buffer values and transparency is just one of them. But ultimately we do look for people who are going to thrive in an environment and in a culture where everyone else is going to be transparent. And to be really effective there, you have to have that trust. And so I think that comes in, that comes in through the interviews, that comes in through the the company is really setting that up. And so ideally someone is coming in to somewhere that is already established, there's trust, there's transparency, people are leading by example. And you can kind of join in and have a lot of really solid examples for how to do transparency right. But I can imagine that for a lot of people, it's sort of that flow of information can be a lot. And then that changing your patterns and habits to be sharing early and often to, you know, to be more iterative and to be doing, you know, we call it building in public to really be be sharing more about your work more transparently, both internally and externally at Buffer. And that can be very new for people. We've definitely made some product managers or engineers uncomfortable by sharing their work on social media, like my team specifically, by sharing their work on social media, maybe before they're ready or like pushing them to get something out before they they were expecting it, it to go out. And so that can definitely be uncomfortable and new, but I think people buy into that. That's why they join Buffer. They know that we're, we're like this. It's not really a shock, uh, even coming into the interview process. Well, if it was, you're not being very transparent, right? If it was a shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If it, if it were, I feel like it comes up a lot on our job descriptions. You know, we're one of the few companies that also, we put the salary range in our job descriptions before it was even required. And it's required by law in a couple of US states now and a couple other places around the world. But we've, you know, we've always done that. We have a transparent salary calculator. So you could, if you could have the option to of like going there and seeing what your salary would be. So I think you would get some hints uh, based on our job page and and based on the uh, the job description as well. So you do lead a team at Buffer. Are you involved in the recruitment of your people as well? I was, yes. I hired. Uh, I have three three folks that I manage, and so I hired each of them, which was a very fun experience. How do you filter for transparency? I mean, transparency in the roles that I'm looking at, which are you know content marketing, social media marketing. It should come through in in work. It should come through in communication. It should come through in work examples. So I've had great examples of transparency that people will give me when I'm interviewing them where they say, this wasn't working or I was told this, but I don't think that it was true or it wasn't going to resonate with people. And I, I brought this up. I shared this several times with my manager. I shared this publicly or something like that. You know, those are some great examples. I've also had people give me examples where they're like, well, this wasn't working, but I really didn't tell anyone. And then things sort of fell to pieces. And I later told the next person all the things that went wrong. And I was like, oh, it feels like a little late on the transparency here. Maybe a maybe not as ingrained with some people. But yeah, it's more so that we filter for buffer values in general. And transparency is just one of them. It's one of the things that we talk to people about. And 
is one of the things you want to make sure that people are comfortable with too. You know, when we're interviewing, like at the end of this, if you get a job and if you accept the job, we're going to put your salary next to your name on a website, on a public website that is referenced pretty frequently. Like I, you know, hoping that you would be okay with that and that, that you've made it this far in the interview because you would be okay with that. But we do make sure to bring that up. Yeah, absolutely. I know in my own research, it's pretty easy to find lots of information around people have written all sorts of stories around Buffer's transparency and then let alone the stuff on your website and articles around it. So it's it's very transparent, very easy to find. Thank you for making my job a little bit easier. <laughs> I think that's a part of transparency because what I'm talking about, which is information overwhelm, you know, when, if we're talking at the, the worst side of transparency, just you have everything, that's almost like a bad example of transparency to me. It is transparency because you are sharing everything, but it's not discoverable. And I think if something isn't discoverable correctly, then is it truly transparent? So like an example of this is our salaries, which is that you used to be able to Google buffer salaries and it would take you to a blog post that would point you to a Google sheet that was expired, that would point you to a different Google sheet that would give you our salaries. Is that discoverable? Kind of, but not really. It wasn't what we wanted. And now we have buffer.com slash salaries. You can get there from several places on the main website. You can navigate there, which you couldn't before. You would have had to go to the blog and search there or just you know put it into Google. And so that's one of the things that we were rating for looking at that project I was rating for. How can we make this more discoverable? Because in my opinion, and you know, in our opinion at Buffer, that makes it more transparent because it's discoverable now. So I hope that your job was easy. I'm glad that your job was easy. It makes me happy to hear that because you know we're trying to make that information easily digestible and easily discoverable for people. Thumbs up. You've done very well in my books. You didn't have to go through two Google Sheets to get there, so that's a win. <laughs> Not that I remember at all. It was pretty seamless, I think. So, no, you got <laughs> you guys are definitely living and breathing, absolutely. And, and that was part of the process of just, again, I research on all of my guests and the process around this to make sure it's value-adding for all of us. But just doing that and then seeing it and the ease of getting information, it was living and breathing the topic we're talking about, transparency. So, yeah, to me, I've seen it, I've lived it, I'm not even working in Buffer, I haven't used the Buffer product. I know that's a big thing for you guys with people working in your environment, but everything I've touched so far is very transparent, let alone your other nine values that sit there as well. Yeah, 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 no, the rest of it is is all fantastic as well, and I think that it it shines through too. But yeah, I mean, our product roadmap is also transparent, so just you talked about the product for, for customers that we have and who work with us, I really do think one of the things that we hear from people regularly that we've heard from people for years is that one of the reasons they love using Buffer, you know, there are other tools. There are a lot of other tools that do similar things to what we do, if not the same thing in some instances, but they'll choose us because they know that we walk the walk when it comes to transparency. They can see what's going on on our product roadmap. They can look up our revenue if they want to. They know that we're living by these values that are very important to us and that might be important to them as well. And so they end up choosing us. In your role, the head of communications and PR stuff for Buffer, what does a normal day look like for you with your team and living the transparency side of things, your transparent leadership day? I just in terms of transparent leadership, that's a good question. So all of our communication is, I mean, for the most part, transparent. You can still have one-on-one chats with people, of course, closed off groups, but all of our communication is transparent. So when I'm giving feedback on blog posts that I'm editing, or if I'm, you know, looking over something, giving someone praise, looking at something that's that we need to fix or edit, or looking at something that's gone wrong on the website, these are all happening in public channels. This conversation is all happening. 
in public channels. And so I think that it's just sort of approaching it from a mindset of, uh, in, in the case of giving feedback or in the case of, uh, hey, this needs to be different. We're always approaching it from like a place of curiosity. Like, did you see this? Is this just me? I could have this wrong. I feel like that's one of my favorite things about Buffer is it's people will often approach it with like, I could be wrong. What I'm seeing here is this. Are you seeing the same thing? And I, today I told someone, I was like, hey, this link in your blog post, it's broken. And then it turns out, I was like, can you look into this? And she looks into it and I click the blog post again. She's like, does this work? And I'm like, no, it's still broken. And we finally looped in someone else. And I was like, it was me. It was not her. It was not the link. <laughs> you know, it was me. And I think it's, it's how you handle that publicly and how you handle conversations publicly. And that's such a small example is an example of the transparent leadership is you're sort of like collaborating, you're working in public in all of these transparent channels. And we make it very easy and people, a lot of people from across the company jump in and join all different channels. We don't just have marketing people in the marketing channel. I think actually we have most of the company in the marketing channel, which is which is always fun. I also, like I mentioned, transparent communication. So a lot of the discussions we're looking at 2023 budget, that trans that conversation is happening transparently between those of us who are leaders on the marketing team and um, our director of business operations who's managing budget. And so anyone can go in and poke around and see what the budget is and see what we're looking at cutting and where we're looking at making some changes and and you know, they would be able to poke around and see that if they wanted to. I send a lot of email communications and most of my email communications, I'm BCCing an internal list for, for marketing. And so that anyone who wants to know what's going on on the marketing team, like maybe I'm pitching reporters or maybe I'm working with someone who wants to collaborate with us on something, I'll be BCCing a marketing list. So anyone could go and catch up and see like, oh, we have talked to Brendan before. Actually, Haley was just talking to him. So if we want to reach out to him for something else, like here's some context that we already have on that conversation. Or maybe I drop off for some reason, my daughter's out sick and I need to jump off and I can say, hey, can you reach out to Brendan? Actually, I can't make the show. And someone else will be able to pick up the thread sort of where I left off and have all of the context. So I think there are a couple of examples. I feel like it, it shines through mostly in communication and collaboration. And Haley, I have to share for complete transparency that whilst you were sorting out some stuff for us when we were prepping for the interview, what happened with my camera was I had one end of the link plugged in. The other one was slightly loose. So just to be transparent, I'm very incompetent around technology. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> True. It happened. Anyway. It happened. It happened. <laughs> and I'm revealing There's that to the world now. vulnerability and transparency too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Owning up to your mistakes and, and owning up to – I think that it, one I of my favorite I feel like I just things- have to. You're making me be more transparent. <laughs> I love it. It's good for everyone. Owning the areas that you are not an expert is one of my favorite things. Just jumping into conversations being like, yeah, this is not my area of expertise. So who has more information here? Or what are some suggestions that other people have? That's, that is one of my favorite things. But then, you know, on the flip side, being like, okay, I have really strong opinions about this other, <laughs> this other thing. So uh, feel free to challenge me on it if it's not right. But yeah, I, that vulnerability and just like knowing where you're at with skill sets is also useful. <laughs> How important is that vulnerability, that transparency linking to trust and being a trusted leader? Oh, I think it's it's hugely important. You know, I think it, it can be really difficult to trust people if they're never vulnerable at work or if they never own up to their mistakes or if they never say that anything is wrong. How can you believe them? Or it's almost also if you, let's say someone that I'm managing, if I'm always telling them, you're doing a fantastic job. You're doing a fantastic job on their good days and on their bad days. And I'm never telling them anything otherwise. 
is also not very helpful for them, right? In terms of growth, it would be better if I were honest with them. And if I were making sure that I was giving them constructive feedback, and sometimes they are doing awesome. Like honestly, the people I work with are phenomenal, which is great, but there's always room for improvement for all of us. So just being open and honest and fair about all the areas that there are for improvement and not sort of like blanket statement going with going with kindness. And I feel like vulnerability can play into that and it can help build more trust. We have a private channel just for our marketing team where we do daily check-ins where you can do, we use this app called Kona, K-O-N-A, and you can check in, it's like a traffic light check-in, so green, yellow, or red. You can just check in with how are you doing right now? You can assign an emoji and you can share a little bit more information if you want to. And it's a private channel. We only want your immediate collaborators to be able to see this information. Like it's, you know, just between you and your team. And that goes a really long way to building trust. You suddenly like know other things that's going on in someone's life. Maybe they're really nervous because they're buying a house. Maybe someone from their family is having health issues or something like that. You know, we don't want, you don't want to put that in the public channel where everyone's going to be in there, but having a little bit more of a private space for that is really nice. And that goes a long way to building trust. That allows everyone to be more vulnerable. And Kona actually is fantastic as a tool for prompting you. If you're checking in green all the time, they're like, are you sure you're always, maybe you are always green, but like, make sure that you're also being vulnerable and honest and is every day green or sometimes are they maybe yellow days that you're, you're saying are green because you want to put on a good face. So they also are opinionated in, in that way, which I really like, but yeah, I do think it goes a really long way. I think that being transparent, being vulnerable also at the, at the right times, it, it builds trust. And it's something that we've seen in a lot of different areas. You know, we've published blog posts about buffers growth and about buffers metrics. A lot of times in the past, We've shared all sorts of information, especially when it was uncommon. I think people would find it very unusual, but it has always is built trust with our customers, but then it has also opened up opportunities for us, which is really cool. I think there's a funny story of early on the founders were sharing some of these numbers transparently and one of them they were calculating incorrectly. I think it was MRR and someone commented and they were like, Hey, looking at these numbers, I think you're actually making that calculation for your monthly recurring revenue incorrectly. I think it's actually this. And, you know, that was extremely useful to for them to have been that open and transparent. And then they got that free advice and that free correction. This was a very long time ago. I promise that we are definitely correcting. <laughs> you know, we're calculating MRR correctly these, day, these days. But that level of transparency and openness can really be beneficial in a lot of different areas, not just building trust. But building trust is definitely a huge one. Yeah. And it also, that sort of feedback shows a great level of engagement to people actually connecting with the information and looking at it critiquing and passing on the feedback that's great engagement from a from your perspective and the role you do yeah it is and i feel like we've always had a leg up on that sort of engagement and have on building community and i feel like transparency is a part of that like people just connected with this they're like i know what buffer's about you might know more about us than you know about some people very close to you like some people don't know their fa- immediate family members' salaries, but they know what we make, you know, like, and, and money can be such a hard conversation topic that people don't want to talk about. So I don't know if that might have people feel a little bit closer to us, but we definitely have an engaged community. We've always had a great group of customers and folks who are rooting for Buffer. And I do think transparency is a big part of that. People love knowing as much as they do about Buffer. We've heard more than once, I know more about Buffer than I do about the company that I work for. <laughs> mm. Good feedback for your business terrible example for the business they're in, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I personally would not endorse uh, an opaque, is that what you call it? An opaque business, a secretive business, a very secretive business. Uh, I I wouldn't 
endorse that personally, but I, you know, some people to each their own. Can you overshare? Can you be too transparent? I think you definitely can. I think there's a point where it's like, okay, are you sharing information for a certain reason? Is this going to be helpful, useful, valuable? You know, is this going to help with decisions? Is it going to help with with bonding with relationships? Is it going to help with doing something on a project, moving something forward? Or are you just sharing it because, you know, because you want to and maybe it will be a little bit overwhelming for the person on the other end and not really help with any of those areas, not help with relationship building or not necessarily help move projects forward. So I definitely think you can overshare. And yeah, it's it's definitely a line that you have to walk and that you have to be comfortable with understanding what lies on one side and what lies on the other. But I think that that line is different for everyone. I wouldn't say there's like, oh, at Buffer, we don't talk about X specifically. Like, I think there are probably groups of people who are comfortable with some things and who aren't with others. And it's very individual. Does that speak to a person's intent around the sharing? Probably. Probably. I think a lot of our transparency, it comes from a really good place. Like it comes from a place of wanting to, again, build trust for us as a team to to help us operate because we're sharing early and often because we're sharing so regularly, we can collaborate better. But if that oversharing is maybe coming from just a more self-centered place potentially, or maybe like more of an inner focused kind of place and less of a focus on on work and, and on moving projects forward, then I could definitely see that. Haley, I want the gory stories now. When has oversharing or when has being too transparent come back and smashed you in the face? Oh, gosh. Well, we experimented. That oh, gosh, says there's been a few examples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there always have to be examples, right? You can take anything Please too share. far. Please share. I'm rubbing can- my hands together. <laughs> You can take anything too far. We experimented with transparent feedback, which was like, you know, if I'm if I'm saying, hey, Brendan, I think that the fact that you can't connect to your camera, you know, is unprofessional. <laughs> as an example, as an example. I appreciate and the I, feedback and you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I put it in a public Slack channel that could easily turn into finger pointing. Everyone being like, yeah, you know, I hate it when Brendan does that. And like, he should really figure this out. And that doesn't feel great for you. That doesn't help anyone else. There's just been a bunch of finger pointing here. I could have just said, hey, make sure you check your wire on your camera. Like, see you in a bit. Not a big deal. Really not a huge deal, right? And it's it's an entirely different conversation at that point. So we tried transparent feedback and it did turn into a little bit more. It didn't feel good. It felt more like finger pointing. And so we've reeled that back. Feedback happens between managers and their direct reports and sometimes between like maybe their managers or another manager on the team who's experienced something, but it's not getting shared with the whole company. Um, Mm. And I think that that feels better for absolutely everyone. (laughs) Mm. So as a leadership group at Buffett, are there conversations around where is that line? around transparency? What is not touchable? Or is there areas of the business that are maybe not touchable around transparency? I don't think there are. We really talk about everything we dig into. You dig into everything that you want to know about the business, like that comes up quite regularly. I wouldn't say that the leadership group at Buffer are having conversations saying, okay, let's all make sure that we don't talk about this. Like that's definitely not happening. Um, But maybe more so of a, oh, hey, here's something that we don't talk about a lot or that we don't have a lot of information about. Maybe we should find a way to share that information more openly. Like maybe there's something that we might know as a leadership group that's coming up, but that's sort of a rare example. It's very hard to give an example of that. I would say that more so it's like there's a topic that, and again, transparency takes a lot of work. There's a topic that we haven't shared more on purely because no one has had time. 
And then it's like, oh, hey, a couple of people are asking about this. We should make sure that this information is available to everyone at the company, not just within this leadership group. Like who's going to be able to dedicate time to to getting that out there? But yeah, it's less so that kind of conversation about like, here's the line with transparency and more so the conversation of like, okay, do we have a good way to share this? And when's the next time we're giving an update on this other thing? And so there is a lot of internal communication happening at Buffer. It's very strategic. And yeah, I personally love it. It's one of my favorite things to see that level of internal transparency. We do a monthly all hands and that's a fantastic way for anyone at the company to sort of get information from a high level from our CEO, but then from everyone who leads a team at Buffer2 from all of the different areas and to sort of like peek into that area and see exactly what they're working on, maybe some challenges, how they're doing with their goals, their reporting and all of that. So there's, there is a lot of information available. I wouldn't say that there's sort of a untouchable line that we have. From memory, correct me if I'm wrong, Buffer's always been a remote environment, a remote organization. Yeah. Do you think that it's easier or harder to be transparent in a remote, a fully remote organization versus, or can I say an in-person organization? Yeah, like in office. I don't know. I don't know. I, I have had very few office experiences and I've avoided those intentionally. But I, I have noticed that, you know, same kind of things happen. People will go off into certain rooms and talk about things and, you know, not share with with other people. I do think that being remote has forced us to communicate more intentionally. So it's not sort of, hey, whoever's in this room is getting this update. Anyone who's not here might be just passed it through word of mouth by their work friends next week. And it's more so like, okay, we're writing this down. We're sharing it in a public channel. It's getting shared. Somehow that everyone will be able to reference later. You'll be able to pull up in another way later. And that is very much a remote work way of working. And it happens to, to be a way that is beneficial to transparency as well so that we can have that documentation. I do think that documentation is a really big part of transparency. And uh, that can be something definitely that people who are in office and people who don't have remote environments, they struggle with that level of communication because they don't need to do it in their everyday. So to document something, to write it down and to share that update will be not uh, the habit. And that's not always true. There are some you know, in-office places that operate as remote first, but in a lot of instances that I see, it can be a little bit more difficult to have that level of transparency purely because of the way that they communicate. Joel, the founder, or one of the founders, I think there was co-founders of Buffer. Yeah, yeah. And Joel's now our uh, CEO, is, or yeah. has always been our CEO. Yeah. Culture is a reflection of leadership and really driving transparency. Do you know why at the heart of this topic, transparency, why it's such an important thing for the ultimate leader and leaders of the organization? Yeah, you're so right too, because Joel definitely drives this. He's, you know, he's one of the people who I saw some of his emails about like making salaries transparent. Like, you know, you can't make salaries transparent without leadership being fully on board with that, right? So it's it is very interesting. I know from talking to Joel, you know, we've we've gone over this a couple of times. He's done a lot of interviews that I've listened to as well. There are a couple of different things that happened for him. Um he's he built he, at least one other company before he started Buffer, and he blogged about his experience then too. You know, blogging was sort of all the all the rage then, or at least the things that people more people were into in the 2010s. I would say, or like even earlier than that, when he was building his first company, and he was following other people who were sharing, and he was just sort of interested in like how are these people building a business because he was building a business, and uh, that's sort of the way that he came about it with Buffer was just like I'm going to share how I'm doing this and. Buffer was originally a part of a, um, 
it was like a hacker project, like in November, build a business in 30 days kind of thing and launch it by November 30th. And and so Buffer was originally part of that. That was like a project he was working on. And I think people probably shared updates throughout that project. And so he kind of got into the habit of sharing early then. Um, but I've also spoken to him and it sounds like one of his, la- his last work experience before he started Buffer they were also very not transparent with with revenue and transparent with like a couple of key things. And he only later realized like, oh yeah, that that actually didn't feel great. But you know, at the time, sometimes you can't always pinpoint like what's going on here. Why do I not feel good in this environment? And it sounds like later on, he was like, oh yeah, that didn't ultimately feel great. And so he definitely built the opposite of that with Buffer because it is truly an environment where you can get access to so much information. And, and especially for me in a PR role, I always feel fantastic pointing reporters to pages if they ask me for information. It's so funny because they'll ask me, and they'll be like, well, can you tell me like, what's your churn? Or can you tell me something? And I'm like, oh yeah, actually, here's the here's a link to this. And I remember I sent this spreadsheet when we used to still have a spreadsheet of salaries to a reporter once. And she was just like, can I link to this in my article? And I was like, yeah, you can totally link to this. You can share this with other people. She could not believe it. And that is the best feeling for me. So I think like that culture of transparency and being able to have that in your work, it really does make a difference. And it's more obvious in some roles than in other, like others, like in PR, if I'm only relaying the information that I am being given, but I can't prove that it's true, I have to trust the people that I work with that they are giving me the correct information that I'm then relaying to reporters. We are really relying on trust alone here. And you might not always have that in every organization. Whereas with Buffer, I oftentimes I don't even ask anyone. I'm just like going and finding information on my own. And then I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's the number you were looking for. And actually it's transparent, which is so fun. Like here's a link for you to just look at this on your own or share it with anyone else if you want to cite your sources kind of thing. Buffer must be boring for journalists because don't they always want to scoop? (laughs) It is pretty funny when I've talked a lot about transparent salaries lately, and there have been a couple of different laws in the US about pay transparency. And we're coming up on 10 years of having transparent salaries. And so that is sort of like people are like, well, how long have you been doing? It's like, well, almost 10 years now. And that's not very exciting either. It's like old news, old news for us. I don't know if we're boring though. Publishing your salaries on your website is still definitely not typical. So we, we have that going for us. And, uh, you know, we do publish all of our revenue and metrics that most companies would would never publish or even share with their employees in most cases. So we still have that going for us. <laughs> Absolutely. I do say it a bit tongue-in-cheek. but And it's, as I said earlier in the interview, for anybody who wants to go and just check out information around Buffer, everything you've said is so true. It's there and it's really it's exciting. I look like looking at those sort of things and just seeing the transparency that organizations are sharing. And one of the things that popped up for me and it popped up again when you said it is around your product roadmap. How many communities are there out there around zero comes to mind? The amount of frustration I see from people in communities around zero. Great product, but there's no transparency about their product development. And there's all these communities sledging things about, we've been asking for this for three years and they don't come back and give us any answer. Yeah, it's something we're going to do, but it's not our, on our roadmap now. It, yeah, it's, it's frustrating for people, right? You yeah, guys mustn't yeah, have that frustration around your business. I hope not. I hope people don't have that frustration. I think one of the other examples that I've seen is like someone, someone I know is using a tool that went through a big redesign recently and the redesign was quite opinionated. And based on that redesign, they were like, I don't think I'm going to keep using this tool. I don't know why they made that decision, but if I'm just following the pattern of why I think they made that, eventually this tool will not be for me. And that's because the company didn't share anything about this whole redesign that they did. They just did it. They just did a redesign. And you know, if we were in that situation, we would 
we would be probably write a too long blog post about it if you wanted to dive super deep. You absolutely could. And it's one of those situations where you don't have to question why we're doing something. Like we will tell you why we're doing something or you'll be able to figure it out based on all the things that we've written about on our website. And I definitely appreciate that in tools. Like I do appreciate knowing like, why are they making this decision? Why are they going in this direction? Because you want to know, does it align with what I'm looking for from this tool? Does it align with like, you know, the kinds of things that I need going forward? Haley, if you were a mentor of a young leader, not necessarily in Buffer, and you've embraced this transparent leader approach, how would you go about the mentorship of this person, this leader, future leader? What are some of their first steps you think they need to embrace or mindset they need to encourage? I think a lot of transparency, like if I was looking at encouraging transparency in them in particular and, and helping them be more transparent as a leader, a lot of it, again, comes down to communication. It comes down to collaboration. And so I would want to look into how are you communicating with your team? How are you communicating with your peers, with the people that you're working with? You know, are you being transparent enough, but without being, you know, oversharing or without sharing everything to the point that it's overwhelming, right? You know, we don't want to go on either end of these oversharing or overwhelming. You're just keeping it in terms of really valuable transparent information that can be useful to people. So I would look at communication and then, yeah, I would look at collaboration as well. Like, how are you collaborating with people? Are you sharing different projects where you're at in the project? Maybe in terms of even vulnerability of how you're feeling about certain certain things in the project. And then that building in public mindset, which I mentioned as well, which is like sharing updates on your project and on your work pretty regularly and being really iterative with it. Like, this is where it's at right now, willing to incorporate feedback or willing to do things differently depending on you know, sort of the feedback that you get. One of my other favorite things that I think is both good for transparency, good for leadership. And just like, if you're a type A personality, or if you're someone who's really organized, like documentation is huge. I think in an all remote environment, in an an environment for us too, where we have people in multiple time zones. So writing down, how does this work? Like I have a content calendar that we work in and I have all of these like, okay, how does the content calendar work? I have a whole video going through it that anyone can see if they want to jump into the content calendar. They can kind of understand how I do things there. Um, But documentation can be really powerful. And if you can build a culture of documentation in the people that you work with, you essentially don't have to answer the same questions because that answer is written down and people can find that information for themselves later. So you're really saving yourself work. It's good for remote work. It's good for transparency. Anyone can find that documentation as well. So yeah, I would also say documentation is, is pretty key and also if you're an organized personality, it's also just satisfying, you know, to have all of that information out there. I assume, Haley, you're not one person at work and one person at home. So how have you embraced being that transparent person in your home life and your friends, family relationships, and how has that benefited? Yeah, I think the salary transparency at Buffer was really, you know, it really changed my perspective on a lot of things. I'm very open about salaries, about money, about finances now in a way that I wasn't raised to be in in a way that people weren't in my community growing up, but I just feel more comfortable having those conversations. I've also run Buffer's equal pay report for several years in a row where we look at the difference between what men and women earn at Buffer if you're looking at uh, the whole company. So we don't have a gender wage gap on a roll by roll basis because we use a transparent, uh, salary formula. But if you look at all men and all women, what's the difference there? And it's it's pretty minute. But even knowing that and going into conversations with friends, we have entirely different conversations because I've been open with my journey and, and saying like, hey, I was I was paid not a lot of money when I was in San Francisco. And we would talk about like that's 
it was barely livable on for one of the most expensive cities in the world. And then Buffer more than doubled my salary when I started working at, at Buffer. And having those conversations with friends, it means that we can have transparent conversations about salaries. I can help friends who are going through those conversations. I can just be there for a sounding board because I've been more open and transparent with them. They're more open and transparent with me as potentially one of the very few people they feel comfortable with talking about their salaries because that is still a thing that people don't really talk about a whole lot. It also means that I share a lot about my work. I share a lot about what I'm working on, the things that I'm doing and and sort of like also questions or things I would like from other people. And so I get friends who are coming to me and they're like, oh, it's so interesting that you mentioned working on this because I'm interested in this and I've, I've never spoken up about it or I want to know more and it, I'm so glad that you shared something about it. So I, I think that it has really deepened my relationships, but then also really broadened them to some topics that we would not have talked about before. One of my best friends, we were just talking and uh, it turns out she wants to start a small business, which is incredible. And I don't think she's told a lot of people this. And I write content for Buffer. We have a podcast for Buffer about small businesses, about starting a small business and running a small business and how to incorporate some of these things like transparency and living, being true to your purpose in your business. And so I was able to send her the podcast and, and she loved it, which was phenomenal. But it, you know, it was so incredible to have these multifaceted parts of our relationship. We weren't just talking about pets and kids and, and like her wedding and, and my wedding. We were, you know, we actually got to a deeper place and her small business aspirations that we had never gone to before. It's exciting stuff. And I have to ask you, like I did in the work side, has it ever come back and hit you in the face? Oh gosh. I mean, I don't know if I, I I'm terrible at having bad examples because <laughs> I, I tend to be a person. We've got to give like, both sides of the coin, Haley. Come on. It's good. I, <laughs> there are definitely are two sides to the coin. I have had situations for sure where I've had friends who then know what I was making before and then knew what I was making now. And they're like, oh, great. So you can lend Your me a shout. bunch of money now that you're making more, now that you're making more money. So that actually has caused challenges in some relationships and friendships where people are like, wow, I know your salary. So you should be able to either pay for this for me or lend me money. And that has created conversations that like, you know, no one was asking me to lend the money when I was making no money. It turns out that wasn't a problem because uh, I was, you know, barely keeping it together myself. But yeah, and money is definitely a hard one. And I think that's the it's people don't really talk about it ever. There's a lot of emotion that comes with money. There's, you know, a lot of old problems often that comes with money or old emotions and feelings, what you've been taught. And, and uh, yeah, so it can be a challenging one for sure. I would say that's probably the biggest one. Yeah, it's usually around money. People being like, "Oh, I didn't realize you made so much. You should probably pay more rent than you're paying now." That I know what you're. It's like, no, no, the value of your property has not changed <laughs> based on my salary. <laughs> Sounds like the transparency in that scenario gives a good way to filter through your real friends versus the imitation ones, maybe. Yeah, if you want a shortcut, just publish your salary on the internet and see. There what you happens. go. <laughs> Number one tip from Haley. Yeah. <laughs> Publish salaries, you'll sort through all the child quickly. Yeah, yeah. Just send it to me and I'll put it in a spreadsheet and I'll publish it in one place. No, there actually is a fantastic um, salary database by Elpha, E-L-P-H-A.com. So if you do want to share your salary transparently, you don't have to attach your name to it and you can just share for anyone else who wants to have that information. Alpha is fantastic. And I think Payscale is the other one that they'll actually take the exact company that you work for. And you'll also be able to see other people at that company that you work for if they have submitted their information via Payscale. 
is it, I think it's Payscale that I'm thinking. Oh no, Glassdoor. I'm thinking of Glassdoor. Uh, you can, you can submit your information to Glassdoor and then be able to see if any of your colleagues have submitted their information, you can see it as well. So yeah, you don't have to send it to me, but you can, if you want to. <laughs> Sounds like you love a good spreadsheet. I do love a good spreadsheet or a Notion database. Are you a Notion person, Brandon? No, I'm not. I've not heard oh, of it. Notion. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. It's like, it, oh goodness, how do you explain Notion? Like that documentation thing that I that I'm talking about here with one of the superpowers. Notion is phenomenal for that. You can just that's where all of our documentation is in Buffer, and that's where my content calendar is. That's where I do all my project planning, and that's where I have all my notes now. So you can essentially just build these databases of different pieces of information. You can connect those databases to each other. So for example, I have a database of reporters, of all the reporters that I reach out to, and I have a database of all the publications and I connect them. So I can tie reporters to the different publications that they work for. And that's a pretty basic example of using two databases in Notion, but people will use it for like a database of all of their projects and all of the tasks related to their projects and they'll connect them. So you can also see all of your tasks or you can see all your projects and you can filter by their status and things like that. So it's phenomenal. It's like if you took an Excel spreadsheet or Google Sheets and you could customize every column, but then you could also click into every box and have it be a whole other page with more information in there. That's what you can do in Notion with databases, which is very cool. It's tagging and commenting and it's it's one of my favorite things. I can send you some stuff after this. <laughs> I look forward to it. We'll definitely put it in the show notes. It's show notes. It sounds like something I'll uh, I would like. I'll have a look into it actually. Yeah, it's it's good. I I'm, I'm trying to get uh some of my friends who I know are very organized. I'm like, "Oh, you should be a Notion. Like you would it's built for you. Like it's built for that that kind of mentality." <laughs> it sounds like me to a T. Haley, let's just tie this up in a nice little bow and summarize for our listeners and watchers on YouTube. What's the power of transparent leadership? The power of transparent leadership is that you are sharing early. You're sharing even when it's too early for something to be done means that you can gather more feedback. You can level up as a leader. You can learn from others if others are sharing transparently as well. It's really, truly, I think, a secret to unlocking more potential, to unlocking more trust in organizations, to making it easier for everyone to collaborate and just building a team that is very efficient. They know what's going on. And I mean, truly, I can't imagine operating in an environment that isn't transparent anymore because it has really turned into such a superpower for us at Buffer. And we are really an example that is taking transparently, you know, to the nth degree, publishing our salaries online. I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but even just incorporating some level of more transparency in the way that you work and the way that you collaborate with others can truly have a massive impact on just how effective you are as a leader, on building trust across your team. And then on just, again, elevating all of your projects because you're iterating on it and other people can add insights as you're working on it rather than at the end when you've already turned in a direction that you can't go back from now, maybe because you've invested too many hours. Great summary. And you shared earlier in the interview around how where a leader may start this process and where they could focus on. Have you got a bit of advice for organizations, that CEO of an organization, where do you think they should start if they want to get on this journey of transparency? If they're a CEO, if they're a leader, they are the ones that have to start leading by example. That's where it starts. Transparency starts at the top, you know, you can start being transparent and be maybe lower in the organization. It won't be the same as someone being transparent all the way at the top of the organization. And then just like I said, 
being transparent. It has to be the good and the bad. At least that's what we recommend at Buffer. That's what we've done at Buffer. It is much more difficult. It takes a lot more work. But when you can be transparent about the good and the bad, you're really, that's the, where you're building trust. That's where you're building connections. That's where you're really making a difference in your culture. So you're not only focused on good things and then brushing the bad things under the rug. And then when they do come up, they're enormous. They're like, you know, this dust bunny that you've been collecting has turned into this huge thing and you can never explain to people how it came out of nowhere. Versus if it's, if it's small at first, you're explaining, Hey, this is going on. We don't really know what that's going to mean, but we're looking at it. And then six months later, you have more information or it's gone in a different direction. It ends up being totally fine. That's very different from one day just coming in and being like, Hey, we're doing layoffs. Yeah. It turns out revenue has been down for, you know, six months and we haven't told you. And no one has done anything about it because, or no one has done the right things about it because we weren't open and transparent about that. So I definitely think when it comes to leaders, when it comes to CEOs, that transparency has to start at the top, has to start leading by example, being transparent with mistakes, not just being transparent with wins. And then, um, yeah, just sharing open and honestly, even the small things, especially the small things, really. Love it. I was going to ask my final question, but you have mentioned transparency takes a lot of work quite a number of times during the conversation. Can you just unpack that a little bit? Why do you say that, that it's more a lot of work? It's because you have to put effort into being transparent. I think that people think that transparency can just be this effortless thing. And I think that you can design systems to make transparency easier, which is what we've done at Buffer, which is like all of our work is just happening in transparent areas. It's not that it's going somewhere else and it's eventually getting moved. So however you can design those systems to support you in transparency is great. But it does take work to communicate like this is what I'm working on. And like I, I mentioned at one point we were talking through this, I think just sharing a bunch of information is almost not transparency if you're not making it valuable, if people don't understand what they're looking at, they don't understand, you know, sort of how to find, how to answer their questions or what they might be looking for because the information isn't organized. Like if you're just exporting a spreadsheet with a bunch of data, that might not be super helpful. But maybe if you do a little, a little write-up and you have the the spreadsheet with the data in it and you, you know, labeled everything nicely so that everyone else who wasn't a part of your process of exporting that data understands what's in there, then they understand what like they can see what it is, they can work with it a little bit better, but that it takes that extra step. And it's the same with us at Buffer. Like we, you know, all of our transparency, it takes an extra step. We can't just publish our, we've tried to automate a lot of it. So we used to publish all of our revenue on blog posts monthly or quarterly or however we were doing it. But that step of doing it manually, it does take time and it does take efforts. So we're like, how can we automate this? So we just have it in a transparent dashboard now that anyone can go check at any time. And so I think that's the key is like, it can be a lot of work if you're manually doing trans making everything transparent. And I think that's maybe the way that a lot of us start because you oftentimes don't build out your systems from the start to be transparent. But if you do, that will be a lot easier or just however you can automate them eventually uh, will also be, be a lot easier. But then, you know, that transparency from the public side too, just looking at things from buffer, for example, when we went through layoffs, and when we then shared about those layoffs, it was a lot of work in, in that, you know, we wrote the blog post, you getting all of the graphics, making sure that you're presenting the information in a way that people are going to understand, like, how do you summarize all of the decisions and all of the things that led to this, this problem? And this was years ago for the buffer layoffs, by the way, this isn't, this is not something recent. Um, there was a cash flow crisis. And so, you know, that's a really good example of, it took a lot of work to get that out there, but we believed it was the right thing to do. We didn't necessarily have to share that information, but we chose to. It sounds like to me that 
again, being transparent, you've got to be deliberate about it, like any culture you're trying to create. But then there's an improvement process around making transparency more efficient and effective. And that's where some of that automation stuff comes, which is a process improvement mindset, isn't it? So well done on what you guys are doing. It's fantastic. Thank you. It is last question now, Haley. So what has made you a more confident leader? Yeah, I definitely think that making mistakes has made me a more confident leader and owning up to them, seeing what the mistakes are that I have made, you know, owning up to those, seeing how did I get there and doing things differently in the from then on. And I think one of the other things when it comes to leadership has been just learning from other leaders, finding leaders that inspire me or leaders that I think that I can learn from and sort of following their work or following whatever they're publishing or asking them, you know, if I'm in touch with them about their thoughts on different decisions and, and different things like that. And, you know, it's funny because I was thinking before we're coming into this interview, it's like, oh gosh, you know, I feel like a lot of people have really good examples of bad leaders that they've had at their organizations and probably a lot of examples of like mediocre leaders, just, you know, they, they are there. They're not bad. They're not necessarily good. And it is more rare in my opinion, in my experience to find those incredible leaders that you have incredible managers, people that make you you're really excited about your role and the work that you're doing and who who are fantastic at everything that they do. And I've been lucky to find a few of them within Buffer and, and outside of Buffer as well. And that has also helped me become a more confident leader because I've seen what they're doing. I've taken their advice and implemented it for myself. And that has always been, it's always been really helpful. It's, it's great when people can give you a little shortcut through transparently telling you the things that didn't work for them or the things that did work for them. Yeah, absolutely spot on. And it's, Unfortunately, you're spot on. There's a there's a lack of, I guess, leadership that is above average, and it's fantastic you found that at Buffer, and it's happening and proofs in the pudding. You know, Buffer's a great product. The transparency's out there. The organization's living and breathing that. You've been a shining example of transparency through the lead up to actually getting the opportunity to interview today and everything you've spoken about today. So well done. Keep up the great work about being a transparent leader. And thanks for being a fantastic guest on the Culture of Leadership today. Thank you so much for having me, Brendan. I really appreciate it. And I love what you're doing here with the Culture of Leadership. This is very cool to see. And I'm sure that you're empowering a fantastic generation of leaders who are going to just be better managers than you know some people have examples for. This is going to be the group of, of folks who are great leaders. As you are. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Is leading with transparency something you'll strive for? It takes discipline. It takes consistency. It takes deliberate intent. And above all, it takes hard work. And it's worth it. Transparency is a foundation for building trust. Trust is the foundation for building high-performing teams and high-performing organizations. Without transparency, none of this happens. Let me ask you again. Is leading with transparency something you'll strive for? These were my three key takeaways from my conversation with Haley. My first key takeaway, leaders lead with transparency. They're open and honest with their team. They share early and often. They share the good news and are equally committed to sharing bad news. The best leaders lead with transparency and stick with it. My second key takeaway, leaders know transparency requires patience and persistence. Maintaining transparency in leadership can be difficult. It requires constant effort and dedication to ensure that all stakeholders are kept informed. It's not something that magically happens. Leaders know it requires patience and persistence. My third key takeaway, leaders listen to their team. They value input from all team members, regardless of position 
or seniority. From this, people feel valued and respected. This creates a more productive and successful team. This is why leaders listen to their team. So in summary, my three key takeaways were, leaders lead with transparency. Leaders know transparency requires patience and persistence. And leaders listen to their team. What were your key takeaways? Let me know at thecultureofleadership.com on YouTube or via our socials. Thanks for joining me. And remember, the best outcome is on the other side of a genuine conversation. Thanks for listening to The Culture of Leadership. You can access the show notes at thecultureofleadership.com. If you enjoy the show, please follow, rate, and give a review on your favorite podcast platform.